This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Okay, guys, we're just now getting this thing set up right. (laughs) If you guys was with us over an hour ago, my apologies, my apologies, my apologies. I ran out to the doctor and uh, I had chiropractor uh, appointment this morning and I usually listen back to the audio when I get into the chiropractor and unbeknownst to me it was crappy, 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 crappy. It was doing a lot and I said I cannot I can't hear it without it being off kilter. So I thought we'd revisit this thing again. So for those of you that already joined me, you get the replay. You get the replay. And those of you that have not already joined me, you get a do-over without hearing all the rest. Uh, I was basically saying, you know, God does things in threes. That's what I talked to you guys about this morning. And I was believing God for some things in my life, believing God for some things in my one of my children's lives. And, you know, that thing just manifolded. And yesterday... You know, things just kept coming and coming and coming and coming my way for the good. So when I tell you God shows up and he shows out, he literally, literally shows up and he shows out. I'm not going to tell her testimony, but I do believe that she has an awesome testimony that one day, maybe when she's in the area, she can give her own testimony. As for me, if you guys heard that, tidbit of a little 30 second clip you'll start to hear that towards the end of my videos or my audio going into this brand new season that God is walking me into we are now a part of the unfiltered studio podcast network thank you thank you thank you for all the wonderful people that allowed me to come into this fold. I believe that God does everything for a reason. That is my belief. So I thank you, thank you for my new network family. I thank you guys for embracing me and showing me so much love yesterday. It was so overwhelming, but in a good, good, good way. So I thank you so much. You guys head on over to Unfiltered Studios, especially if you are a podcaster and you want to see what this family, this wonderful family is all about. I encourage you to do just that. Go on over and see for yourself. All right, guys. So let's try to do this really quickly again. I'm not going to go into that long prayer that I went into earlier because I'm not in that mode. Every moment, every second is a new moment and it is a new second. So, Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the very breath that you breathe upon us on this very, very day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the gifts that you bestowed upon us on this day. We thank you for the gift of eyesight, ears, every working limb, every beating heart, every moving organ. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day because we know that if it was not for your grace and your mercy, that we wouldn't be right here in this moment. As we fellowship today, Father God, 
as we fellowship, let our hearts and our minds stay steadfast on your word, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, may we open up our ear gates, open up our hearts and our minds on this day to hear this word from you, Father God. Heavenly Father, we just bless your name right now, Lord. We thank you because we know that you're able to do all things, Father God. Heavenly Father, as we go before our day today, as we move around, Father God, in this natural life that you have bestowed upon us, Father God, let our light shine before men that they may, they may see your good works. Heavenly Father, we glorify and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So listen, guys, um, we talked about on Monday, uh, chapter 21, and we talked about um, Balak's summonsing Balaam. So I'm going to go ahead and read that again over for you guys. My apologies again to those of you that joined the original live stream and those of you that are hearing it, you know, the same day or the next day on audio. The wonderful world of live stream is you can delete and start over <laughs> or you could just leave it out there mess. I could not hear that audio as I was listening in my car or when I was at the chiropractor. So here is the do-over. Numbers chapter 22, verse 1. Then the Israelites traveled to the plains of Moab and encamped along the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak's son, Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites into the into Moab and was terrified because there were so many people. Indeed, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. The Moabites said to the elders of Median, This horde is going to lick up everything around us. our oxen, up our grass, in the field. So Balak's son, Zipporah, son of Zipporah, excuse me, guys, who was king of Moab at the time, sent messengers to summon Balaam and the son of Borah, who was at Phithor, near the Ephorites River in his native land. Balak said, a people has come out against Egypt. They covered the face of the land that they've settled next to me. Now come and put a curse on these people because they are too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that whoever you bless is blessed and whoever you curse is cursed. The elders of Moab and Meridian left taking with them the fee of divination. When they came to Balaam, they told him what Balak had said. Spend the night here, Balaam said to them, and I will report back to you with the answer the Lord gives me. 
So the Moabite officials stayed with him. God came to Balaam and asked, Who are these men with you? Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent me this message. A people has come out of Egypt, covers the face of the land. Now come and put a curse on them for me. Perhaps then I will be able to fight them and drive them away. But God said to Balaam, do not go with them. You must not put a curse on those people because they are blessed. The next morning, Balaam got up and said to Balak's official, go back to your own country, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the Moabite officials returned to Balak and said, Balaam refused to come with us. Then Balak went, sent another set of officials, more numerous and more distinguished than the first. They came to Balaam and said, this is is what Balak, son of Zippor, says. Do not let anything keep you from coming to me because I will reward you handsomely and do whatever you say. Come and put a curse on these people for me. But Balaam answered them, even if Balak, gave me all the silver and all the gold in his palace. I could not do anything great or small to go beyond the command of the Lord, my God. Now now spend the night here so that I can find out what else the Lord tells me. That night God came to Balaam and said, since these men have come to summon you, go with them, but only do what I tell you. Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the Moabite officials. But God was very angry when he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with the drawn sword in his hand, It turned off the road into the field. Balaam beat it on its back to come back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyard with walls on both sides. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it pressed close to the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against it. So he beat the donkey again. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, either to the right or the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it laid down under Balaam and he was angry and beat it with his staff. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and it said to Balaam, what have I done to make you beat me these three times? Balaam answered the donkey, you have made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hands, I would kill you right now. The donkey said to Balaam, I am not, am I not your own donkey, which you have always written to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. 
The angel of the Lord asked him, why have you beaten your donkey three times? I've come here to oppose you because your path is, is a reckless one before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from these, turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away, I would have certainly have killed you by now, but I would have spared it. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I did not realize you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, if you are displeased, I will go back. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the men, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went back with Balak's officials. And when Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the Morbite town on the Aranon border at the edge of his territory. Balak said to Balaam, did I not send you Did I not send you urgent summons? Why didn't you come to me? Am I really not able to reward you? Well, I have come to you now, Balaam replied, but I cannot say whatever I please. I must speak only what God puts in my mouth. Then Balaam went with Balak to Kirath, Huzoth, Balak, sacrificed cattle and sheep and gave some to Balaam and the officials who were with him. The next morning, Balak took Balaam up to Bamoth, Baal. And from there, he could see the outskirts of the Israel's camp. We're going to stop right there in chapter 22. On Friday, we'll head on over to chapter 23, Balaam's first message. But let's get the Tony Evans breakdown of this. I had so much more to say earlier today um, when God gave it to me. But it, it, it's just like that. When you're walking with God and he it's the words of his daily bread across your heart or give you something to say in that moment. Sometimes it's for that moment. Sometimes. It's just that. You can remember it. I can remember it, but why do a replay? My aunt brought to my memory a scripture yesterday, Proverbs. It's in Proverbs. And it talked about being reminded. Let me see if I can find it and flip through my... Let me see if I can flip through my nifty my nifty Bible and find it for you because, you know, your girl been having a little bit of brain farts here. I don't know if it's because she's getting a little bit more seasoned, but that's what we were talking about yesterday, the memory. And she took me over to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 7. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. But I held on to that yesterday. The memory of the righteous is blessed because I could be in mid-sentence and my mind just goes somewhere else. And as my seasoned aunt would say, just touch your mind and say the memory of the righteous is blessed. 
And when all else fails, just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And maybe you'll remember a thing or maybe you won't. (laughs) But that's just a little something to fill your soul, something to give you, something to work with today. Because if your memory is like your girl's, I'm getting on up there, 52 of age. Glory be to God. I thank God for it. I wouldn't take any wooden nickels for it, but, you know, it is what it is. But uh, let's go on over to our Tony Evans commentary and see what they're talking about on today. So, chapter 22. Finally, the Israelites arrived near the Jordan River across from the city of Jericho. This is where the book of Deuteronomy opens. So we haven't quite got there yet. And um, we haven't gotten quite there yet, but we're on our way, guys. We're on our way. You have to work with me, guys. I'm doing a lot over here. So, but the next several chapters of the Book of Numbers, Tony Evans says, follows the actions of two men named Balak, Balak and Balaam, rather they're covering the more famous events that were to come. Balak, son of Zippor, was Morb's king. He had seen what happened to the Amorites and his people and were terrified of the Israelites. Therefore, the king decided to hire Balaam, son of Bor, to come and curse the people of Israel so that Moab could defeat them. Balaam was especially a prophet for hire in that area where the false god Balaam was worshipped. So Balak sent messengers to Balaam with a request, please come and put a curse on these people. I know that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. But apparently, the commentary tells me that Balaam had a reputation for getting results through the words he spoke. But the Lord's repetition, reputation, reputation is flawless. If he says something will happen, it will happen. It also tells me that this is important to understand what happened next because God had promised Abraham many years before that he would make him into a great nation. He would bless those who he blessed and curse anyone who treats Abraham with contempt. These promises would extend to the Israelites, Abraham's blood descendants, and so forth. Balak's plan then was a failure from the start, my commentary tells me. And if God is determined to bless you, no one's word is contrary to be able to overrule them. He goes on to say that Balak sent elders to Moab, as we know, and to Medium with a fee. And he says, interesting enough, that Balak practiced God's forbidden forms of sorcery. He refused to go with these men until he received an answer from the Lord about it. This implies that he intended to do whatever God told him to do, no matter how good the money was, which is exactly what he did each point in the story. So that night, God graciously appeared to this sorcerer, who generally was not committed to living 
in a manner pleasing to him and asked, who are these men with you? And Balaam replied what he had asked to do, what he had been asked to do to Israel. And God warned him not to curse his people whom he had blessed. Now Balaam obeyed, my commentary tells me. He sent his guests away empty-handed, but Balak would not take no for an answer, as we read. But he again consults God when Balak sent again more officials. And he was hesitant to go with them. And again, he consulted with God. So from there, my commentary goes on to tell me, it was while Balaam was on his way to meet Balak that the prophet and the donkey encountered God, who was so insistent that he was going to Moab. And the angel was sent to oppose him. My commentary tells me we get insight into what motivates the surprising reaction. It says Balaam loved the wages of the wickedness. So it seems that even though Balaam claimed to follow the Lord's instruction and even did when it did so when it suited him, he really was a mercenary prophet at heart. Though God had given Balaam permission to go to the elders for Moab, God knew that he would, he that he cared nothing for Israel, and that out of greedy motivations, the man was prepared to curse the Israel for, for the reward, despite the instructions of God. It goes on to tell me that Balaam's donkey saw the angel standing in the path with a, a, a drawn sword and was rightly scared off the road. A Balaam, eager to get to his payday, hit her to return her to the path. And after this situation repeated itself twice, God and unexpectedly and supernaturally opened up the donkey's mouth. And she asked, what have I done to you? that you have beaten me these three times. Don't miss that what follows is a conversation between a faithful donkey and an unfaithful prophet. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? The second time around that we hear about this, due to technical difficulties earlier. We get a little bit more insight. We get a little bit more insight. Thank you, Lord. So my Matthew Emery, not my Matthew Emery, my Tony Evans. I'm in Tony Evans this morning. It goes on to tell me, finally God opens Balaam's eyes to see the angel of the Lord who was blocking his path. As Balaam laid face down to worship the Lord, explained to the prophet that his dumb donkey had saved his life. Balaam started to turn around and go home, but God had determined him. God was determined 
to display his glory to the Moabites and the Midianites and to bless his people through Balaam. So he told him to go with him, the men, but only to say what God tells him to say. So, as we go on to chapter 23, we're going to find out about the first conversation that God has for Balaam, Balak from Balaam. But isn't this funny? God is an awesome God, guys. Let me tell you, he is an awesome God. And all my harrying this morning to get this done for you guys. And it was a task trying to go live. And, you know, this is something totally different for me. As I got to listen back to the live stream this morning, I said, I don't like the sound of it. I don't like how choppy it is. And I'm working with a newer mic. I said, you know, even though it was live, I'm going to go back and redo it. But look how in this moment, God has showed himself mighty on my behalf because I listen. I listen to the voice inside of me to say, so what? You already did it. If you can't understand it, how can God's children understand it? So in doing that, I picked up some more gems that I probably would have wrote down tonight from my commentary about how the faithful donkey was more faithful than the greedy prophet. How God was determined to use Balaam so that he can show himself mighty on the behalf of his people, his children, much as he does for us today. He knew the prophet was greedy, much as some people we deal with today. I was just having that conversation with hubby this morning as he we were getting him off to work. And it came up on the screen, and I talked about this in the past, and I'm sure this is something that most people have heard somewhere down the line. You know, there's a lot of scamming going on when it comes to housing. Renting apartments, renting houses, and it was saying that it was increasingly becoming a six-digit scam operation. The scammers have gotten to the point where they're not only putting false information out there on any of the platforms, they're also showing up in person and pretending to be these landlords, getting keys made from different Companies that, you know, have the little lock boxes on the door and you put the code in to go in and check out the property. And they may live, they may be in another state and written in, in another state and so forth and so forth. But they talked about how it was becoming a six-figured scam. People getting scammed out of their money. And this passage right here, you know with the prophet being a greedy person. Not 
only that incident with rentals right now. But basically with a lot of things that goes on in our lives. If you're not careful, you can be scammed out of your last dime, identity stolen. So even though we're reading out of the Old Testament, that's why I always say, get in your word. Read it from front to back. Because you can learn something out of it that applies today. Nothing's changed. The people has changed. As we see, as the Israelites started to start to go on over into the land of milk and honey. Generations have died off. If God hadn't destroyed them or killed them for being disobedient, they've defeated people in war. Aaron and Miriam has died off. Moses is about to go on his way. But the next generation gets to eat off the fruit of that labor. So, in all you're getting and remembering the promises of God and all the scams that could be out there, or maybe you yourself did something to someone that was unpleasing unto God. Be careful. Because God takes care of his people. Stiff neck and all. Remember, he said early on when we read, he called his people a bunch of stiff neck people. We called them hard-headed today, stubborn. But we have to ask God to open up our ears and our eyes to receive a word from him. As well as, guys, you got to guard your ear gate and your eye gate and your heart. You got to guard that. You can't just be around anything and anyone. Listening to a bunch of stuff. Having your heart open to a bunch of stuff. The Bible tells us that sin starts in the eye. Well, with this prophet, he was a greedy for money. But somewhere in that greed, in all his sorcery, They said people called on him because they knew when he blessed them, they were blessed. When he cursed them, they was cursed. But somewhere in that greed, he knew that there was a God and he waited for an answer. And I believe that for us as people today, deep down in our heart, we know that there is a God that sits up high, looks down low. He says the earth is his footstool. That's what he says in his word. But then you have people that kind of teeter on the edge of the line. Because so much is going on in the world today. Much as it was back then. And then you got people that are supposed to be representing the body of Christ. Not doing such a good job at it in some areas. And I said some, not all. But I said that. So that you will know, get in your word. Don't fashion yourself after people. Fashion yourself after the word. And the word tells you to guard your ear gate 
that sin starts in the eye. Guard your heart. So if you get in your word, it really doesn't matter. It really wouldn't make a difference to you what people are doing in the world, around you, even family and friends. Because you will have a heart for God and you will take a step back from that situation with all your wisdom and your understanding that he tells us to get in Proverbs. And you will be able to pray for that individual instead of continuing heaping coals on their head like the rest of the world. Because my Heavenly Father tells us we are particular people, those who diligently seek him. We are his sons and his daughters. And not just us that diligently seek him. We all are. Everybody in the world is his sons and his daughters. He loves us to the bottom of our sins, to the bottom from our crowns of our head to the bottom of my feet. That's what my, my word tells me. It's the sin that he does not like. And it starts in the eye, the ear gate. Sometimes it gets up around our heart. My mother used to have this saying that said, what you going to do with all of them kids? Wait till they get up around your heartstring." For, for my seasoned people, we know what that means. It, they, she was saying, you know, wait till they grow up and get a little older and they're not infants and stair steppers and you just loving all of them and they do something to break your heart. What you gonna do then? Well, that's the same with Christ. But the difference is he loves us past our fault. He loves us anyway. I We cannot do anything to offend God that he will not forgive us for if we go humbly to the throne and ask him. Don't beat yourself up. If you've fallen out of the wheel, if you're unsure if this is something you want to do with your life, because it is a lifestyle change, but your heart got to be right. You got to want to do it. Nobody can make you do anything. But as your sister in Christ, Victoria J is determined to pray for as many as she can. Our nation's leaders, my friends, my family, strangers. Book of Proverbs tells me, be careful. I might be entertaining a witty angel. You just never know who God going to use to bless you. He says, I will. Bless the just as well as the unjust. So remember that in all you're getting in this thing that we call life, do unto others good things and watch how God begin to manifest in your heart. Pick up his word on a daily basis. Let it be etched across the tables of your heart. Meditate on it day and night. Cry out to him. Ask him for those answers. And I promise you, you will hear from him. But it won't be in your time. It's in his time. But we know all things work together for the glory of the Lord, for his good. Peace and blessings to you all. If you can do anything, nothing else today, be kind to someone, bless someone with a kind word. A hot meal goes even further. Guys, don't forget, head on over to our YouTube channel. If you're watching this by 
uh, social media live, Facebook. Right now we're not on Instagram, but Facebook. Head on over to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to your girl's channel. You know, help us get out there and spread God's word. We are all missionaries for Christ. When we start running for the Lord and turn our life over to him, we're supposed to speak a good word to someone. Whether they receive it or not, that's not up to us, but we are being obedient. And obedience is better than sacrifice. Nothing makes our Heavenly Father happier than being obedient. Don't forget, guys, coming this August and 9th, this summer event, St. Paul Outreach Center is coming to town, y'all. August 9th and 10th, a.m. and p.m. service under the leadership of Bishop Walter Anderson with guest keynote speaker, Bishop Dr. Arthur West, right of Atlanta, Georgia. He's bringing his congregation with him. He's got some in South Carolina, Atlanta. We got some people coming up from Virginia, family, friends, longtime family and friends. It's going to be a gathering. Come on over and join this leadership conference. More details will be in the links below. Later on down, the closer we get to it. But I made a promise that I would announce it beginning of the year, and I'm going to make good on my promises. God talks about that in his word, too. You make a promise, shake hands with your fellow man. Make that promise good. Make that promise good. Peace and blessings to you all. Until next time. You know what? I want to shout out my sister. My Virgo twin, Chronicles of a Virgo. Thank you, thank you, my sister in Christ, my Virgo twin, for always finding a way to tune in. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. I really appreciate you, and I'll be talking to you soon. All right, guys, peace and blessings until Friday. Go on over and finish reading chapter 21 and 22 so that we come to you actually on Monday with chapter 22 and 23, chapter 23. Uh, We can go on and see what the first answer from God was to Balak through Balaam. Friday, we got a special guest coming on. Fridays has become our Freedom Fridays and Friends show. We got author, four-time Amazon author, Alan Black, coming to the show to talk about his testimony. You don't want to miss that live show. That one is scheduled. It will be 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on our YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. Peace and blessings to you all.